Hello and thank you for tuning in once again to the Okinawa Karate Podcast. I'm Josh Simmers coming to you from the birthplace of Karate Okinawa, Japan. It is Sunday, July 29th, and I'm going to give you a quick update on some events that took place this weekend in the world of Okinawa Karate. On Saturday, July 28th, we had a very special ceremony that was held for the unveiling of a monument to honor the legendary Kanga Sakugawa, who is more well known as Tudi Sakugawa. Anyone that trains in Okinawa Kobodo will almost certainly know of the Bokata called Sakugawa no Kun. At the upcoming Okinawa Karate World Tournament that will take place next week, I'm pretty sure there will be no shortage of competitors performing this kata. Of unique importance about this monument for Sakugawa is the location that was chosen. The monument sits in the Sakiyama Park, which is located very close to Shurijo Castle. And this land is considered to be where Shurite Karate and Kobodo originated. Actually, as I was watching and enjoying the ceremony, a very nice Okinawan gentleman came up to me and spoke to me in English and asked if I understood the importance of that location, why the monument was there, and made sure that I I understood this is where Okinawa Karate originated. I thought that was pretty nice of that, that gentleman to come up to speak to me to make sure that this guy, Gene, knew what was going on. Uh, the monument itself is perhaps, in my opinion, the nicest monument we have here on the island honoring any one particular person in Okinawa Karate. The artwork is, is gorgeous. It's really a beautiful, beautiful monument. I'm going to post several pictures on my Instagram account and on Facebook so you can find that at the Okinawa Karate Podcast Instagram page and Facebook page. Also a special note is that the monument is etched in both Japanese and English and it also does not only recognize Sakagawa, but it recognizes many of his uh, key students in the lineage. Not necessarily everyone that trained under him, but the masters that fall underneath that lineage. Uh, those people being Sokan Matsumura, Shinboku Tawata, Asato Anko, Itosu Anko, Chotoko Kian, Chosen Chibana, Gishin Funakoshi, Kensu Yabu, and Chomo Hanashiro. So it has the names of all of those individuals with their birth year and the year that they passed away. I thought that was really interesting about this particular monument. So it was the unveiling primarily to memorialize Sakugawa, but I thought it was a nice touch that they had these other names of the masters on the monument as well. On the back of the monument, it, of course, uh, identifies those that organized the event um, and made sure that the monument got got erected. But another nice note on the back of the monument uh, indicates, again, why it was located in this particular location, Sakiyama District. And it states that this was a place where the Ryukuin kings enjoyed watching martial arts demonstrations. It was also a trading site and a reception house for overseas guests. So I thought that was pretty interesting that it had that information both in Japanese and in English. Once again, it's located very close to the Shurijo Castle site. So if you do come here and you visit, Sakiyama Park is right next door. And it's worth a visit to see this nice monument. Today, July 29th, we had another great monument unveiling. This monument, also located very close to Shurijo Castle, is at the Shuri Yamakawa Community Center. This is to honor the very notable Shurite master, Chosen Chibana. Chosen Chibana, very well known, of course, in the Shurite uh, lineage. Um, he had some 
fantastic students, uh, Katsuya Miyahara, Yochoku Higa, Shugudo Nakazato, Zenro Shimabuko, Shimabukuro, and Shoshin Nagamine, all of which have also passed away. However, we're very fortunate that many of their students, um, in particular note, Nakazato and Shimabukuro, their sons are, are both, of course, still teaching here on the island. Uh, this location was chosen uh, for the monument because this is where Joseph Chibana used to live. Of course, his house is gone, right? But uh, there's a community center there now and some other homes in the area. But um, I was told by someone that knows the subject matter very well here on the island that that location is where Chosen Chibana used to live. So I thought that was a pretty, pretty unique location that they were able to put that monument. Um, both the unveiling for Sakagawa and Chibana were accompanied by the traditional Okinawa musical performances and, of course, kata demonstrations. I will say, though, surprisingly, and also I'm disappointed about this, uh, no one performed... <laughs> No one performed Sakagawa no Kun at the unveiling of the monument for Sakagawa. There was Kobodo demonstrations. There was also empty hand demonstrations. Um, but I was really hoping to see someone perform Sakagawa no Kun, and, and they didn't. I, I'm sure we'll see plenty of performances at the upcoming tournament, though. Uh, so anyway, this was a really good um, weekend, especially for those that practice uh Ryu or fall underneath that Shurite umbrella. If you're looking for some more information, a very good website that I want to share with you, uh, you can read more about these these two events that took place um, and check back often for some different information uh, what's taking place here on the island for Okinawa Karate. And that is the Okinawa Karate Information Center website. Okinawa Karate Information Center. And they can be found at OKIC dot okinawa okic dot okinawa make sure you use the dot okinawa not dot com i have no idea what you're going to get at dot com i also want to mention that something another something else took place on saturday i was very fortunate to be a part of and that is the one and only karate nerd jesse Enkamp sensei taught a very informative one-hour seminar on naihanchi tegumi flow uh, at the asato dojo only 15 people were allowed to attend which is why we were able to get through the information so quickly. Uh, it was a bit like drinking water from a fire hose since we did move so fast, but all those that attended were experienced karateka, so it was beneficial that we could kind of move through the information at a, at a pretty fast pace. We had attendees from United States, England, Australia, Germany, uh, Colombia, Denmark, and Sweden, of course, which is where Jesse Sensei is from, might be missing a country or two that was represented. And, and along with that, we had, of course, a very international crowd. Um, we also had practitioners from Shito Ryu, Wado Ryu, Shoden Ryu, um, Shotokan, Ishin Ryu, Okinawa Kempo, of course, and I think even someone from Uechi Ryu was there. Uh, about the only large and well-known uh, organization that wasn't represented would have been Goju Ryu. But it really didn't matter what your background was because the type of information that Jesse Sensei was teaching would fit into just about any kata. Anyone with any type of a background that had been training for a little bit of time could easily adapt this uh, to any style that they were training in. 
So it was a wonderful seminar, and I really want to say thank you very much to Jesse Sensei for, for taking the time to hold that seminar while he's here. And also a very special thank you to James Pankovich of the Asato Dojo for hosting us. James and uh, his assistant instructor there at the Asato Dojo, Becca Tedder, have been doing just a great job with that that place. It's a wonderful training facility, very conveniently located near Kokosai Dori, which is International Street, has easy access to public transportation, and it's right across the street from the Dojo Bar. Well, that's it. This is going to be a very short podcast today. Um, just wanted to give a, a quick update on the events that took place. Wonderful weekend for those that trained in Shodan Ryu. A wonderful weekend for everyone in Okinawa Karate, but spe- uh, specifically for those that train in, in Shodan Ryu. These two monuments um, hold special meaning to us to, to honor and remember Sakagawa and to honor and remember Jibana Sensei, um, two people that um, really set the groundwork uh, for the rest of us to train in Shodan Ryu. So I was very happy to, to be a part of those and to attend. Uh, this coming week, we have the opening ceremony, August 1st, for the Okinawa Karate World Tournament. The preliminary rounds begin on the 2nd. Uh, they will finish with the preliminaries and the semifinals by the 4th of August. And on Sunday, August 5th, we will have the finals. So they'll whittle it down to the top eight from every organiz- uh, from every division, the top eight will compete on Sunday. Um, unfortunately, the only bad news there is you got to split between the Kaikon and the Budokan. So take your pick. Um, but there will be no shortage of videos and photographs, and I'm pretty sure some some television coverage coming out of Japan for that as well. So stay tuned for that. I'll probably do one podcast in the middle of the week to give some updates. And also, don't forget. I am going to be able to get Jesse Sensei. I'm looking at the calendar as I speak, most likely the 7th or 8th of August for one more interview before he leaves the island. I've asked him, and he had said yes, he will do another interview with me after the tournament. So if you have any questions for him uh, based around the tournament or based around anything, karate-related or not karate-related, fire them at me, and uh, I'll see what I can do to get those answered for you. You can send them to me in email, josh at okinawakaratepodcast.com, josh at okinawakaratepodcast.com. Send me a message on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Carrier Pigeon. It doesn't really matter. Get me a message. Uh, give me a question, and I'll try to, to ask that to Jesse Sensei. Okay, I'm going to wrap it up here, but once again, thank you very much for tuning in to the Okinawa Karate Podcast, coming to you from the birthplace of karate, Okinawa, Japan.